Police have had the stud sealed off all day, but tonight they admit they have no leads in the hunt for Sugar, and they don't know if those who took him are ordinary criminals or paramilitary or terrorist organisations trying to raise funds. Now, exactly 40 years ago today, uh, Shergar, the most valuable racehorse in the world, was kidnapped. He was taken from the Ballymanny stud in County Kildare on the 8th of February 1983 and never seen again. Uh, since then, at least two former members of the provisional IRA have claimed that the IRA were responsible for the kidnapping and that Shergar had to be killed during the operation because he could not be kept under control and that he was and still is buried in County Leitrim, believed to be in the Balnamore area. Now, at the time, Shergar was valued at $10 million and had won the 1981 Epsom Derby by a record 10 lengths. Racing journalist uh, Dave Keena uh, joins us on the line now. Dave, good morning to you. And I know you remember well the, the legend of Shergar. I do. Um, I remember the fact that... Um, that year he won both derbies. He won the Epsom Derby um, by half the track and it was probably Walter Swinburne's first real big race victory. It was the, it was probably the stage that really got him going and he would have been son of Walter Swinburne, uh, Wally Swinburne, who was a great jockey in Ireland. And he went over to the UK and um, he landed the job in Michael Stout's earlier that year and it was his first big race win and... and I was watching the race at home and it was in the old days where there was kind of three or four channels. There could have been RTE, I don't think it was an RTE2, a BBC1 and an ITV and I don't think Channel 4 was around then. And um, the Epsom Derby was something that you wouldn't have missed because it was always on a Wednesday back then. So I would have been at home watching the race and you were kind of amazed at how well he won. Like he absolutely bolted up. Um, and he, you could have called him a winner at any stage and to win a classic the way he did it was amazing and then while he was suspended when he came to the Curra and there was a huge crowd at the Curra and I never forget Michal O'Hare the late Michal O'Hare's commentary and he just said Shargar first the rest know her and it kind of summed up just how good he was uh, and I was talking to somebody else about this last week related to Cheltenham that Irish people, they have a great love and a great grow for a really good horse, and it doesn't really matter. Now, it helps if he's an Irish horse, but they really appreciate a good horse. And he was bred in Ireland, uh, and the Agri-Can would have had a great uh, association with Ireland. But I do remember those two races as if they were yesterday, because um, like, he, there's a saying that he won it on the bridle and he won so easy. He, it was just that he was in a different league to his opponents, and he just looked... Uh, kind of a, an exceptional horse back then and there's been lots and lots of good horses and they'd win their races but for him to do what he did at both the Curra and Epsom to me singled him out to be just a, a, a massively massively superior horse to any other horse of his generation and it was just a shame then that he gets kidnapped and yeah. it's the last we see of him like he was he went when he was retired to stud he covered a very very small number of mares so even when he went to stud, you know, you can't say he was success because of the sheer number of mares that he that he that he that he actually covered that year. Um, but I remember all the the hoo ha at the time when he was when he was um, when he was kidnapped, and uh, I think that the the the, uh, the sergeant in Kildare at the time, I think he was nicknamed Spud Murphy because he That's wore right, wore yeah. a trilby back then, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
but it was it was from it was like it was headline news every day. Yeah. You know, there was an update as to where he was and where he wasn't. But um, it would look. It was. It, it, I remember. I, I really do remember, and I have vivid recollection of the two races. And he was just an exceptional racehorse. Ten lengths he won the Derby, the Epsom Derby, by in nineteen eighty one, and that's never that's that still remains as far as I know the 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 the, the biggest winning margin in the Epsom Derby all these years later. Yeah, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like you can see impressive winners uh, of of races like that because they might have a pacemaker to draw the sting and to make it more of a test of stamina but he had the attributes of both I'd say if you dropped him back in trip he would have been as good because he just had an exceptional turn of foot because traditionally horses that would stay a mile and a quarter mile and a half they mightn't necessarily quicken they'd lengthen and they'd keep going and but he had just that exceptional turn of speed, turn of foot, as we would call it in racing, just an exceptional bit of acceleration that he put races to bed very, very quickly. And I remember when he was in front in Epsom, you'd wonder, had Wally gone too early? But he didn't. He was, like, he was completely in his comfort zone. And then from Turok up then at the Curra, just a few just a few weeks after that, um, for, and for him to perform probably every bit as good because traditionally the Epsom Derby is kind of a traditional race is a lot of uh, hula bula before the race there's parades they can take a lot out of a, a young horse but it didn't take a whit out of him and he just turned up at the car and he bolted him again you know yeah okay and I suppose as, as you remember as well as I do but for those people who maybe do not remember it as clearly as we do it's it's hard to underestimate the, the, the as you said the international scale of the story back in 83 when he was kidnapped and was the world's most expensive racehorse at the time. It was a huge story. Well, he probably was the best racehorse as well, you know. So, um, thankfully, nothing has happened like that as far as a racehorse since. But, like, it, you know, it, it was it, it made um, world news because the Aga Khan is a spiritual leader uh, of so many millions of people all over the world. Um, and the fact that he was trained in the UK would make you know, made huge news in the UK, um, but the fact that he was bred and was standing at uh, in Ireland as a stallion, um, it was terribly unfortunate from an Irish perspective. And I remember there was a great documentary made, and Stan Cosgrove, the late Stan Cosgrove, bought into him. And the fact that his remains were never found that was a major problem because you would love to have been known, you know, what happened to him, and the fact that maybe those who took him. They probably didn't really know how to manage a thoroughbred. Uh, like they're, they're they're fickle characters, and they need minding, and they need they really do need minding because um, they have a mind of their own, and they're they're, they're you know they, they they they're bred to race, um, and that's what they're prepared to do. And um, it was just I, I I remember, don't remember the specifics involved, but I do remember uh, the news coverage at the time as a young lad, and you know you were kind of you were enthralled by it. Well, yeah. it was a, it was it was dreadfully unfortunate at the same time.